Thanksgiving is not until next week, but this Saturday, the NC State Wolfpack are going turkey hunting. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's right, $150 back if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Happy Wednesday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We now turn our attention to the Virginia Tech Hokies, our last road game of the season coming up this Saturday up in Blacksburg. Kenton, before we get into their schedule and how they've done so far, just on a general basis, what has caught your attention from Virginia Tech so far this year? They have had one of the best turnarounds in all of college football. Um, especially the ACC, I'd say the only team that's had a turnaround that was on pace with theirs is probably Boston College, I want to say. That's about it. I mean, this team, when you really think about where this team came from, right, in the first game, you lose your star receiver, Ali Jennings, who was supposed to be the transfer to get the job done. He's your leading receiver in that game. And then you go on to lose three straight against teams that aren't exactly something to write home about in Purdue, Rutgers and Marshall and ever since then you know uh, not only did you lose them you also lose your starting quarterback in Grant Wells right and all of a sudden all of a sudden this unheralded transfer from Baylor who was supposed to be the QB2 who didn't win the competition in camp all of a sudden he gets hot he starts off at Pitt catching a little fire then they get knocked back down against Florida State where they do look a little bit more competitive than the score says And then all of a sudden, going forward after that, they're playing good football. That turnaround has to be acknowledged because not only is Jones playing well, but the team overall, the defense, this team is is figuring it out more and more this season. So, you know, this has been a a turnaround story that uh, for a team pick to finish near the bottom or at the bottom to now be middle of the pack, it's been impressive. Yeah, based on what we saw in Virginia Tech last year in Raleigh, I was sort of expecting a similar season for them this year. Some talent in a couple places, but just not enough to put it together to be consistent. But I'll tell you this. I think their schedule, there's something to be said about that, and I'll touch on that in just a second. But they're doing better than I expected them to at this point in the year. Of course, they are 5-5. and but they have a 4-2 and two ACC record. Getting into the Virginia Tech schedule so far this season, their five wins have come against Old Dominion, Pitt, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Boston College. So this is something we discussed yesterday in that they don't necessarily have a quality win. I think last week against Boston College is probably their best win just because of the amount of offense they put up and the fact that it was on the road. But I mean, not a whole lot to choose from here. They have some similar opponents, of course, that we can look into. But 
I don't know how much you can take from their wins, maybe more so from their losses. Their five losses are Purdue, on the road at Rutgers, on the road at Marshall, on the road at Florida State, and on the road at Louisville. They took a shellacking by a score of 34-3. to What do you make of their wins and losses here? Is there any that stand out to you over the others? Um, Not particularly. I guess I, if I had to say, like if somebody said, hey, Ken, gun to your head, who's their worst loss of the season? I'd probably say at home to Purdue was a tough one. Like yeah. there's, there's no way around that because that Purdue team is not good. That team is currently three and seven. Three and seven. And now the three and seven where it's like, oh, they've lost a bunch of games that were really close. The only game that they've lost this season, or I'm sorry, they've lost two games this season that were one possession games, Fresno State and Iowa. The rest of their losses, Syracuse by 15, Wisconsin by 21, uh, Ohio State by 34, Nebraska by 17, Michigan by 28. Like that's a bad loss. All the rest, hmm. Not really super surprising, not really anything too crazy, especially given how early they were and the expectations on this team and you're replacing QB1. Not too much of a surprise. I'm pretty focused on this Marshall loss that they suffered on the road out in Huntington. I think that is super fascinating because despite NC State only beating Marshall by seven, I've been pretty underwhelmed from Marshall the rest of the season. And so, sure, Virginia Tech also played them in the beginning of the year, but I don't know. I, I, I think there is probably something to be said for they were still kind of adjusting for moving on from Grant Wells as he had an injury and they transitioned over to drones. But I'm not so sure there's a horrible loss on the schedule either. I think there's mm-hmm. just some mediocre wins, some you know pretty average losses. But I think the biggest loss that NC State should focus on was the loss they took against Louisville. I think if NC State can really focus in on that tape in that game and then replicate it, I think NC State will have a great shot on the road up in Blacksburg. Virginia Tech is a team. The book is out. You know what they're going to do. You know how they're going to do it. You know what they want to do. You know how they want to do it. The reality is this is a team by by chance, Grayson. You follow ACC football pretty closely. Yep. Name me one of their receivers. Well, one of them is a guy that I have uh, written down for offensive players to watch, but it's Daquan Felton. Okay, um, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Their receivers are nothing to write home about. That's nothing. True. Nothing. They they don't have a single receiver that keeps me up at night. That I'm like, oh my god, like this guy. And again, again, I hate for anybody to say, oh my god, you're too much of a fanboy of Ali Jennings. But if you watch that young man's tape, you would understand too. When he went down, and and it was announced that he likely wasn't going to be back for the season. I knew right then their only hope was to out physical folks and switch quarterbacks because Grant Wells was not going to get it done um, with with his legs. They needed somebody who could add into that running game, and that's what Kyron Jones has done. If you look at Louisville and what they did, very simple, 28 carries for 68 yards. That's what they did. They held, uh, they held Virginia Tech to 68 yards on 28 carries. That's That's the whole recipe. If you look at all of Virginia Tech's losses, especially their most recent losses, if you look at the Louisville game and you look at the Florida State game and you say, okay, what was the key to success? What what is it that those teams did well that you uh, would not see elsewhere? They held these teams to fairly bad games um, running the ball. And I know some of you are going to say, oh, well, they rushed for 200 yards against Florida State. 
a lot of those came in garbage time. Yes. By the time that they were doing that, Florida State had already said, ah, we're done here. We're good. And they couldn't really do much through the air, so they just figured, you know what, we're going to run the ball and get on out of here. Yeah. But that's that's the that's how you beat the Hokies. This is the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. An amazing running game led by a quarterback who's mobile, one of the best transfer running backs we've seen this year, against a defense that stopped the run at an extremely high clip behind Tony Gibson and Peyton Wilson. In just a second here, we're going to get into this Virginia Tech offense after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. But it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows are now covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Getting into this Virginia Tech offense, Kenton, we're going to name a couple guys to watch out for. Of course, I'll start with the obvious answer. It is quarterback Kyron Drones. Now, we mentioned... Grant Wells, who we saw last year in Raleigh, he was their starter to begin the season, suffered an injury against Purdue, and it has been drones ever since. But behind drones, Virginia Tech has slowly been playing a little bit better each week. Their offense has been showing a little bit more each week. I've also mentioned earlier this week, Kyron Drones is probably the first like real dual-threat quarterback that NC State has encountered this year. I mentioned Cam Fancher from Marshall, probably – the other comparable guy, but we were able to hold Fancher to literally nothing on the ground and had to force him into throwing the ball. In order to beat Drones of Virginia, Virginia Tech, that formula is going to have to be the same. And you just talked about what Louisville did in order to suffocate Virginia Tech in that game. A lot of the same things. You've got to be able to contain Drones and make him throw. Because if you make him throw, I have all the trust in the world in our secondary. With all due respect to Camp Fancher, he ain't Chiron Drones. No, okay. not even close. Chiron Drones is a different breed. Yes. He is uh, He is quite literally, and I know a lot of people say this hyperbolically, he is quite literally bigger, faster, 
stronger, quicker, better, just better than than Cam Fancher. Um, very seriously, Kyron Jones is a problem. And I know some of y'all are going to look up and say, oh, his stats don't look that good and all this and all that. Stop being the casual. Watch the games. I'm telling you right now. Actually, let me not say stop being – cut that out. Cut that out. Don't, all right. Don't do that. I'm telling you right now, it is Grayson and I's job to watch the games. It is Grayson and I's job to watch the film. Chiron Drones is something different. Now, am I saying that to scare you? Am I saying that to say, oh, he's indefatigable and everything he does will be perfect? No. But I'll tell you this. He does two things amazingly well. He makes good decisions under duress. He takes care of the ball. That is, that's one thing that he does. Well, and the other, Cam Fancher is quicker than he is fast. Chiron Drones, if you're looking at the back of his head, congratulations. Go ahead and strike up the band. Number one's going to be in the end zone. He's He can go. He can go. So the, the plan should be take advantage of a bad offensive line and get penetration, get upfield. And, and here's the most important thing. My guy, who I believe is the impact player, who I believe is going to have the biggest impact, is Bishaw too. Yes. Okay? He's the running back transfer from North Carolina A&T, New Jersey native. He can get it done. 5'11", 200 pounds, he can absolutely go. Here's the deal. He and Drones play so well off of each other because if Drones is running that read option or that speed option or the veer option or whatever option you want to run, if he's running that with Bishaw, he, they force the edge defender to make a decision. Now, when they make that decision, if there is a crease, Bishaw will find it and he will go. If you press down, if you come down and everybody is, is immediately get to the inside right away, Chiron will pull it and he'll give you problems. So these two are guys that I'm looking at and I'm saying to myself, you've got to stop the running game. You have got to smother these two because if you do that, you'll be just fine. There is not a single game this year, not a, not a one, that they have won when neither one of these guys looked at um, when neither one of these guys looked at a hundred yards in terms of uh, on the ground, except for the very first game. That's it. The very first game and against Wake Forest, rather. That's it. Every other game that they won. One of these guys got to 100. Against Pitt, Tootin had 109. Against Wake Forest, that was the other game where nobody got there. But Syracuse, 118. Boston College, 118 for Tootin. Boston College, 135 for Drone. So the goal is keep both of those individuals under 100, and you've got a great chance. And then I also want to talk about wide receiver Taquan Felton. Now, he's their second leading wide receiver, and the reason I'm not talking about Jalen Lane it's because I expect him to be locked down by Aiden White. And so that will sort of put a spotlight on Daquan Felton, more than likely will be covered by Shaheen Battle. Daquan Felton is having, you know, I guess a pretty okay year. He's got 447 receiving yards. He's got four touchdowns. My thing here is the man is six foot five. That can pose yeah. as a matchup nightmare, regardless of who you have covering. And so it will be a big test for Shaheen Battle to lock him down. Shaheen Battle has been playing better and better and better every week of this season. So perhaps maybe one of his biggest tests yet coming up against Daquan Felton. But like you mentioned just a couple minutes ago, Kenton, there's really not 
much of their wide receiving core that is a concern for me. Despite how our secondary has been playing lately, I just don't know if they have the playmakers at the wide receiving position to truly make an impact. And so in a roundabout way, that will put all of the, well, I shouldn't say all, most of the attention on both drones and Tootin in this game. Virginia Tech is going to have to find a way to beat us on the ground in order to have a shot against this NC State defense. Now we're going to flip fields and talk about the Virginia Tech defense after a quick word from our sponsor. Our second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you're making the trip up to Blacksburg, the state of Virginia is a legal sports betting state, so you might be laying the lumber on NC State Moneyline in this game, or you could have NC State covering the spread as we're a two-and-a-half-point underdog. The choice is yours on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Now switching sides of the ball to talk about the Virginia Tech defense here. Now something of note, at this point in the season, Virginia Tech has climbed the ranks and they are first in the ACC in pass defense, giving up only 161 yards per game. That's also good enough for sixth nationally. So their secondary has been getting increasingly stone cold as the season has gone on as well. Their rushing defense, however, this could be a weakness for the NC State offense to exploit. The Virginia Tech defense is giving up 156 yards per game on the ground. That's 10th in the ACC, 82nd nationally. Now, my two guys to keep an eye on for the Hokies, they're both juniors. The first is Dorian Strong. He's a cornerback. He leads Virginia Tech in both pass breakups and interceptions. So we mentioned the Virginia Tech secondary stepping up their play as the season has gone on. Brennan Armstrong is going to have to know where number 44 is at all times on the field. That is Dorian Strong. My second guy here, defensive lineman Antoine powell Roland, leads Virginia Tech in sacks. He has a whopping nine. He also has three forced fumbles. So he is a dominant force in the interior of this defensive line for the Hokies. Absolutely. And even if a lot, a lot of people are going to say, well, he just had a, a four sack game against uh, Wake Forest. And that's what got him there. He was absolutely dominant coming free and the blitzes were drawn up perfect. Listen, here's the reality. Even if he didn't have those four in that game, he'd still be leading Virginia Tech in sacks. He would. He would be. So um, let's be very clear. He can absolutely get it done off the edge. My two guys are part of the reason that Virginia Tech's passing defense is so good, but they're also part of the reason that their run defense may be so bad. Well, not both, but we'll get into that a little later. My two guys are two lengthy, long, athletic players who one plays in a box, generally um, playing somewhere near the line of scrimmage in Kelly Lawson, 6'4", 223 pounds. I think that that's a very generous 223 pounds. If you see him out there, he looks a little bit like a string bean. It looks like a safety a little bit but he does what he's supposed to do. And the other is an actual safety in Keontae Nelson. I'm sorry, Jenkins, rather, Keontae Jenkins. The reality is this. Virginia Tech has a front that can get after the quarterback. 
The problem is every front that they put out looks like a speed package. They are very light in the behind. If we can find ways to get them up out of the paint, to escort them out of the club rudely, as Trent Penix has been doing to a lot of folks as of late, you will see that we can get what we want on the ground against this team. I'm not saying that this is a terrible defense against the run, but what I am saying, they're very undersized. They are quick. They shoot gaps. But the reality is, at some point in time, there comes a moment where you as a man got to sit on that gap and say, hey, I'm going to win this battle, and they've struggled to do that. However, a guy like Kelly Lawson, he he flies around. He flies around. He may be thin. He may be wisp. He's very cerebral. He knows where the ball is going to be. Keontae Jenkins, playmaker personified. Doesn't matter where he's lined up. Find 21. Find, uh, find these guys. If you don't find number seven and number 21 on each play, 21 being Kelly Lawson, seven being Keontae Jenkins, you're going to have some problems because both of them can be absolute game plan records as we saw against Wake Forest with Keontae Jenkins and as we saw against Georgia Tech with Kelly Lawson. Just an overarching look of this Virginia Tech defense. Their strength is our weakness. Their weakness is our strength. So we talked about Robert and I's creativity yesterday in Tuesday's episode. This is another shining opportunity to get the ball rolling on the ground. I saw a yeah. lot of looks with Armstrong in the option last week. This is a week where that could be dynamite against this Virginia Tech defense. If you can get them to over-pursue, and like you mentioned, if they overshoot the gap, if they overrun a play, you could see Armstrong going for a whole lot more than a 20-yard gain. He could take it all the way to the house if he breaks one loose against this defense. And so it will also be important to get Kendrick Raphael going. We haven't exactly gotten an update on the health of Michael Allen, so if it is just Kendrick Raphael, I expect a good game for him as well. The vision that he's displayed so far this year, this is a team that he can seriously exploit once he gets into open space. I 1,000% agree, and I think that the biggest thing here in terms of Brendan Armstrong and, and you know, who he is and, you know, all of our backs, be it Michael Allen, be it Kendrick Raphael, be it, you know, whatever the situation is, we are legitimately looking at a situation where our backs going into this game weigh as much as their safeties and linebackers for the by and large. Like that is a very real, real thing. Because like I said, if you look at some of these guys on tape, you're like, there's no way he's 220. There's no way. Uh, So the reality is very simple. If NC State comes out with the demeanor that they had against uh, Wake Forest, where it's like, hey, we're going to be physical. We're going to punch you in the mouth. Stop us. We'll be just fine. If not, if we try to get too cutesy-wootsy, artsy-fartsy, it could be a problem. No, that's that's the perfect way to put it because I think NC State, we're more skilled, we're more disciplined, and I think we're hungrier than Virginia Tech is too. So, sure, this game's on the road at Blacksburg. They've played well at home. We all know about the home atmosphere. If NC State shows up and plays this NC State brand of football that they've displayed these past couple weeks, I think we handle business. I know we're yeah. underdogs. That's fine. I like it that way. The defense, the way they're playing right now, I don't see Virginia Tech posing much of a problem outside of just drones. If you contain him, this game is extremely winnable. It should be relatively simple from there on out. If you stop drones, you stop Virginia Tech. That's really all there is to it. And I'll tell you this much. If if, I would say this, if we can truly not stop but contain their running game at a high level and make drones and these receivers beat you, I live with that. I live with that. Because, again, I don't – with all due respect, not not scaring me, not not nightmare stuff out there in terms of their receiving court. That will do it for us here on Wednesday. 
Well, of course, we'll be looking further into Virginia Tech more tomorrow on Thursday. And then we have our typical Fan Friday and Kenton's Keys coming up to round out the week. As always, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Get all of your comments in the comment box. We'll be sure to get all of those. Should have plenty to choose from for Fan Friday coming up. But also be sure to mash that subscribe button on our climb up to 900 and beyond. That will do it for us here today. We'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.